So, hello. Hello. Then we begin. It's okay? Anytime you want. Lovely. What's the subject? <laughs> yeah, the subject is all of your Eurovision songs. Well, then we need about three, three <laughs> days. <laughs> I know. Do you know that you need 10 days to listen to all the songs I've written without repeating one? Sirius is called Eurovision Legends, and who is a greater Eurovision legend than the man who has composed more than 20 songs for the Eurovision? And then I haven't started to mention all of his other national final entries. Welcome to the podcast Schlagervännerna, legendary Ralf Siegel. Hello, 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 everybody out there. It's a pleasure. I've composed about thousand songs for the Eurovision, and I had 25 international entries. And in the so-called pre-finals, I had almost 100 songs. That's quite a lot of work and a lot of fun and a lot of time and a lot of investment. But, and also a lot of problems and wonderful situations with friends, with musicians, with arrangers, with conductors, with choreographers, with directors, with all of them. It's a real big, big world situation. I, I invested there my whole life in so many people and so many people I love. And some of them I don't like so much anymore, but they don't like me either. <laughs> <laughs> How come you love Eurovision so much? Well, actually, I was born a composer, you know. My grandfather was a composer. My father was a composer. I've been writing songs since I was 15 years old. I studied m music all my life. I studied publishing, production, composing in Paris. I spent one year in Nashville, Tennessee with Roy Orbison, with all the big stars in Nashville. And when I came back, when I was 20, then I just started writing songs. My life was music, you know. And then one day in the 60s, people say, hey, why don't you start in one of those competitions? And there was a German competition, Deutsche Schlager Festival, it was called. And the first song I, I sent in became last. I said, well, I must do better. <laughs> and so it continued. And the next time it was in the 70s, when they asked me, hey, why do you do something for the international festival and, and, and from, from production in, in Luxembourg? So we went number one with Sonnenschein and Regenbogen. I say, well, that's a good situation. Sonnenschein und Regenbogen, so ist die Welt. And then Luxembourg called me and do you have a song? For us. So I met Iron Shear and I did my first Eurovision, which was in 1974, just mentioning the great year of ABBA. So we flew to Brighton and I became number four. one, we were fourth, I can do better. <laughs> this is only 45 years ago, so you know how long I'm into Eurovision. <laughs> Remember very well being there, times were really different, you know, it was a little theater in Brighton, 
We also had those so-called problems to get in already. You have a little checkup, you know, do you have a pistol or not to shoot the winner? <laughs> no, ABBA was just, just there and they, they performed with a lot of charisma and Waterloo was just in everybody's ears and said that was it. And they had a great manager, you know, who did uh, the right things at the right time. But as I said, I sat there, hey, and we were still number four. So I, I was a young kid, a well, kid, I was in the 30s. And I said, well, we can do better. And that's what we did finally. <laughs> Two years later, you were back for more with Les Humphries Singers. And this time the result was not as good. Well, the question was very easy. It was a so-called radio competition in Germany. And actually, Tony Marshall won with a song called The Star. disqualified for certain reasons I don't remember actually because some other singer yes Nitsa Tobi sang the song so we jumped in a second and I still remember when Les Humphries walked into the camera victory fingers into the faces of millions as here we go from Germany sing sang a song we're gonna win already we're not going to win even great singer singers were there they did a good job but you know the voting was just against us you've come in with two large fingers saying here we are the winner then you're not the winner <laughs> no that the original demo was sung by katya epstein and it was a, almost a ballad you know sing sang song and then jury decided from the so-called uh, what was it it was in in frankfurt yes I think Frankfurt decided that uh, that uh, Les Humphrey is going to do the song and that we just came there and yeah, it's still a good song. Still the people know the song and they love it, but we had no chance to get any votes there. 1979, Germany sent a very spectacular entry to Israel. Ching, ching, ching is Khan. was really spectacular and then the situation was that I formed this uh, band. First I did the demo myself, I sang the song, I sang all the voices and we were only allowed to use six instruments in those days, I sang everything and when I sent it into the so-called game art, they, they collected all the songs and I said well if the song is taken then the group Chinggis Khan will sing it as well, which was me. <laughs> On the 16th of January we actually got the message Yes, uh, Mr. Siegel, your song, uh, Chinggis Khan, is in. 
uh, the group can come. I say, okay, they will come. And we had nobody. So on the 17th January, I started to think about how I'm going to form the group. And then I formed the group with Louis Potkita, famous dancer, you know, and so on and so on. Took me six weeks and we won. <laughs> yeah, and still today, one of the evergreens of Eurovision history. Thank you very much. But I tell you, when we came to Jerusalem and I heard Hallelujah, I knew we we're not going to win. It was just one of the best songs ever for Milk and Honey. But the song went around the world and the follow-up, Moscow, was the absolute smash. This was really number one all over except America. And England, I also think we didn't do so well. But the rest was just the, my biggest song ever. 1980, one year later, you again Cut. went for creating two spectacular songs and show. And we are now talking about theater and Le Papa Penguin. Le Papa Penguin, Le Papa Penguin, Le Papa Penguin. I love that song, Ralph. Uh, and the funny thing was that uh, actually I did this with my dear friend Jean-Paul Carat, who also was a very famous winner with L'Oiseau et l'Enfant. And, and we, we had a lot of fun doing, doing this group. And at the same time, I participated in Germany with two songs at the same time. Theater and the other one was Monica. And uh, I won there and then, then going to Den Haag. So in Den Haag, we, I had two, two groups at the same time. But Katya did a fabulous job. I played piano with my, the puppets on my fingers. But the story was that Katya sold something like 300, 400,000 copies. And Papa Penguin sold over a million copies in Europe. You know, it was a major kids song, which later, also with the 10 years later, or 15 years later, Peak Lou, a so-called dancing little uh, cartoon video, became number one again in France and number five in Germany. That was a, one of my love songs. Yes, I loved them very much. Did you wrote more songs for Sophie and Magali? Yes, we did another single. Most of the time, you know, when one works hard and uh, works well, the second always has a hard time. And I had a big, big problem with the father of the family, how sometimes happens if you have a big success, suddenly 
the world changes. And uh, after the third record, Jean-Paul decided, I don't want to work with them anymore. And then we had a quarrel and we had a contract. Those things happened. The sad story is that one of the girls finally died in, uh, some years later in a very sad situation. And uh, whenever I think of them, I want to re- keep them in my good memory and not in the, in the years after. In 1981, you finished runner-up for the second consecutive year with Johnny Blue. Yes. Also a very beautiful song and much more tuned down than a bit than the big show numbers of previous years. Johnny Blue was the story of a blind singer, you know, making his career like Jose Feliciano and other singers in the world. And it it worked out. You remember probably there was my friend Benny in the back. He played the mouse harmonica. It was a very calm song, but with a very, very big, big, big story. Because uh, later on, it became one of my musicals, which started four, uh, five years ago in Bruno. And we made them very successful Czechoslovakian version of that musical called Johnny Blue and hopefully next year it's coming out in Germany finally with a new version. Wonderful and this turned out to be a winning concept. Well I'll tell you a secret of how life is. Johnny Blue became second by missing three or four points you know and I remember, remember when we were waiting there and waiting for points we were tied up and The last votes, and there was 10, 9, 10, 1, 10, and now we have, and we had nothing. We had no points from Switzerland, <clears throat> and that's why we lost. If Switzerland would have given us points, we would have won in 1981. If we would have won with Johnny Blue, probably Nicole would have never happened. Yes, so, but, but with that said, it was a winning concept because you won the year after. Yeah, but uh, Theater was second, Johnny Blue was second. And then you go out and say, well, either you win next year or you'll never do it again. And we thought we wouldn't even start again. After being twice second, maybe somebody else does it. So in the autumn of 81, Bernd Meinunger, my dear lyricist, and I, we wrote, we sat down and write, said, what shall we write this year? You know, what shall we write? We became second twice. Everybody won three times in a row in Germany. <laughs> Nobody's going to vote for us <laughs> anymore. So finally, we wrote some songs for artists which were not in connection with us, you know. And then, as Nicole had been sent to, to the Eurovision and, 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 and voted down, we wrote one song. I said, okay, Robert, the producer, shall we do one demo at Christian Frieden? And I remember when Nicole sang this song, I started crying. I said, this year we're going to win the Eurovision. And this happened exactly the way I felt when she sang it the first time. Ein bisschen Frieden, ein bisschen Sonne für diese Erde, auf der wir wohnen. Ein bisschen Frieden, ein bisschen Freude, ein bisschen Wärme, das wünsche ich mir. Ein bisschen Frieden, ein bisschen Träumen, 
Ein bisschen Frieden, one of the songs that you are most happy with. If you're talking about Eurovision, you must be happy that you've won it. <laughs> Naturally, talking about Eurovision, it's a song I was most happy. And I know that millions of people cried and, uh, and felt this song. And I love the song myself. And he called it a wonderful job. Yeah, absolutely agree. You were back with the anthemic Children Kinder Enfant. I did not compete in 83 because as a winner, you don't compete. That's why I said if we would have won in, in 91, we would not have written Missing <laughs> Frieden. I did not compete in 83, but I competed in 84. But you have to win in, in your own country, you know? Yeah. We have three finals, and I was, I think in 70, 84, I think I was third, and then I was second again. But when you got back to Eurovision with Children, Kinder, Enfants. And at the same time, we had the record company with Wind, with Für Alle. Yes, and Children, Kinder, Enfants was one of my favorite songs, but it was too much. Three melodies in three different languages at the same time. On the record, it sounds pretty good, by the way. But the live performance was very hard. It was very tough. And, and six people from six nations, just to bring them in to sing at the same time, in, uh, as I said, in three different languages, that was really, really hard, hard work. <laughs> three months just of recording. And then finally to do it live, you know, it has to be so mixed well and live performances with six different people and three different languages. <laughs> But anyway, we didn't do so bad. Was this song written for those? Uh... Yes, the concept was, like I did later again, also with a wrong, wrong misunderstanding, uh, which we when, when we went for Switzerland, you know, it was a concept for six different artists from six different countries in three different languages with three different melodies at the same time. Just a crazy compo composer's idea. It was too much for the people. <laughs> yeah. 1987 in Brussels, the popular German group Wind competed with your composition Lass die Sonne in dein Herz. Yes. makes this song so different in style from your other songs? Well, I, I don't have a style. I have some kind of arrangement, preferences from string orchestra arrangements and so, but I never had a so-called style. I write from my heart. I started with Vienna songs. I started with French uh, songs in my career. I lived in Paris. I lived in America. I wrote country songs. I had my biggest fan in my life or idol was George Gershwin. And uh, I love the Beatles, I love the tops, you know, and then yeah, I've never had a style. My style is writing out of my heart, out of my head for different artists. And when you have different artists, you have automatically a different style. The way he acts, the age he has. If you have a young girl with 20 years, you're going to write something different than if you produce 12 years Peter Alexander 
I don't know if you remember him, the biggest star Germany ever had. Yes. And have a 60-year-old man, you have a different style. And if he comes from Vienna, you write some Viennese ballads. And if Katja Epstein is born a Berlin child, you write some Berlin songs for her, you know, like Berliner Kind. And so, Sunshine in Your Heart, I wrote in Mallorca. In a reggae feeling, I felt very well. So one evening I was there sitting in Mallorca on my organ. I had an organ there. And I put in the reggae rhythm. And I said, let the sun shine in your heart. Yes. And that's how the song started. And then I asked the group Wind to if they want to perform and try again. They said, yes, okay. So they voted three by three. Yes, we do the song, you know. <laughs> Finally, they won in Germany. And then we went to Brussels. And I remember when Johnny Lowen came that Saturday night to me. And I said, Johnny, you beat me 1980 with what's another year? It's either you or me again, but I guess it's you again. So Johnny <laughs> Logan won for the second time. He beat us. And Let the Sunshine in the Heart is still one of the, yes, evergreens in Germany. Okay, let's say that you have many different styles or you don't have any style at all. But in my opinion, the year 88, 90 and 92, you competed with very typical Ralph Siegel peace anthem. Uh, we're talking about Lied für einen Freund, Frei yes. zu leben, and uh, Träume uh, sind für alle da. Everyone's a totally different song. Of course, but when you hear them, you can hear that this must be a Ralf Siegel a composed Thank song. Thank you very much. Probably because I'm very strong in melodies and hook line. Melody was always Frei zu leben. Yeah, da, da, di, da, da. I'm just writing out of my heart and out of the knowledge which I musically have. I sit on the piano and I can, uh, how do you say, improvise in every every kind of style. But I always think of the artist and of the idea of the lyrics. For me, the lyrical idea is actually the start of a song. Okay. In 1994, you wrote the fantastic song, The Agebenai Party. love this song. Tell me about this song. Well, this was the only exception where it was so-called an eternal decision 
in Germany and the MDR from, uh, from Leipzig, they asked three or four different producers to send them an idea. You know? Do you remember the other ones? I say, I guess Dieter Bohlen was and Frank Farian and some others were asked. So they asked me to if I have an idea and they asked four other producers as well. And then I sent it in and I sent three songs with that group. That group was also formed because I just saw three girls, you know, three young girls in different styles. One soprano, one alto and one good actor and a performer. Dorcas Kiefer, I found when she was 14. Uh, Melanie was the daughter of Genghis Khan, <laughs> Steve and Kati Kane. She was just from a from, uh, very big talent, which I always liked very much. So I put those three girls and finally I sent three, three of the songs to, to Leipzig. And Leipzig, in, this, in the end, they collected what they got from all over Germany and they decided to do We're Giving a Party. And we were favorites, you know, we were very high up before Ireland had to win the third time. <laughs> Do you remember the name of the other songs? Of oh, the other songs, yeah, sure. The other one was Together in Blue Jeans. The other one was Chance. These were the three songs, and then they have chosen uh, We're Giving a Party. And they did a fabulous job. You can still see it on YouTube. They were great, and we did a little rap and a little hip-hop. It was, it was just, it could have done better. If the Polish lady in front hasn't sung this, Hi, Mariah Carey, how they say lines, and, and we, we had no, no chance to win, but we were very on the top. We, we was a good chance. And play three. Do you think the, the international selection, did they choose the right song of the, those three? Yes, and in the end, yes. If you say they return at third, third, I think yes. And I have to say here, because I was nine years old in uh, 94, and I have done this song in many school shows, <laughs> just so you know. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the problem is that Germany respected it not very much. I don't know why. They said, well, just third, you know. Later on, they would have been happy to make more surprises. <laughs> it was just third. 1997, the Celine Dion impersonator competed with your composition, Zeit. This only got an 18th place. How come, do you think? I cannot tell you, because this was probably one of the most beautiful songs I wrote. Not the most commercial, but the most beautiful. And it won in Germany by 46%. Song which was so emotional, but it was the first time that there was telephone voting. I remember that very well. And people only voted for the best, you know. 
And if you have 24, I'd always told some people, I said, how come you can, <clears throat> you can be number two in the mind of millions of people if they don't want it as number one? You have no points. And this is the problem we also had with Corinna May. But the performance was not as good as others did. It's not only the song. It's sometimes it's a light. It's the performance. It's a cutting. See, sometimes when you say this is the most emotional point and you have a, a camera position where they show, the, show you from, from 50 meters apart, <laughs> it's, it's so many things to belong together. And it was just not her moment. Because, I mean, she was a newcomer. She won with 46% in Germany out of 12 songs. So there was no way that, that she should have done so bad. But she had no chance. 1999, Corinna May were winning the national final in Germany, but was disqualified. And your composition, Reise nach Jerusalem, did instead travel to Jerusalem. What happened? What happened to uh, Corinna May or what happened to... What's your we, be, we begin with Corinna May. To tell you the truth, I didn't even know that. Nobody knew it before, after she won with this beautiful song, Hör den Kindern einfach zu. It's, they found out that the same song, just this song, was already released in an English version one year before. There was an English pop group who sang that song, a German pop group, that song already one year before. So it had to be Dolly disqualified by the EBU. You know, because the rules say it should be an original and a new song. So she was a poor, poor lady in this case because she did a great job and she should have won that evening. So, but she was disqualified. Reise nach Jerusalem is also a song I really love. Was it written especially for Sypritz? This is a crazy story. This was the time of the Oktoberfest. And when I'm going to the Oktoberfest, I most of the time take a taxi. So I take a taxi, <coughs> I say, bring me to the Oktoberfest. So I sit in there and I hear Turkish music in the taxi. And there was a Turkish driver. I said, hey, listen, do you have a Turkish channel here in Munich? He said, no, this is a cassette from a friend of mine. I said, who's your friend? Yes, he's a musician here in Munich. And uh, he, has, he does Turkish music. I said, I like that. Gave him my card. And three days later, Chico came into my house and said, hello, Mr. Siegel. I'm glad to be here. I said, what are you doing? He said, I have a band and I have a family. And so long time, uh, short story. I visited the band. I listened to the band. I said, I like this. Let me keep this in my mind. And a few days later, I worked out the idea. I said, Why don't we send six Turkish people born in Germany for the, to the Eurovision? What an idea. So we wrote Journey to Jerusalem in uh, German, English, and in, uh, not, in Turkish as well, and sent the song in. And in the final in Bremen, they came second. You know, all the Turkish people from, Tur from Germany called for them, and we were happy. 
I said, well, we are second. And then one week later, the NDR called us and said, listen, you have to go to Jerusalem. I said, what? He says, yes, Corinna was disqualified. So here you are, journey to Jerusalem is your journey. to Jerusalem and we were celebrated and people loved us there and it was a wonderful trip we did a great video you know there and it, it was one of the most beautiful times I had in the Eurovision I must say and I love the song but we couldn't sell the record because the record in Germany was not accepted and it was sold the album I did then for five marks in the so-called Turkish vegetable stores you know we could not get the record of the ground. And when we came back with a third prize, the famous Bill Saturn said, Sigler, surprise, only third. And only third in this days was terrible, you know. <laughs> But you mean you wrote a whole album for Surprise? We did an album which was halfly produced from me and halfly produced from friends. Uh, we produced it and then we did the whole album. And it was in Turkish. It was some of them in Turkish, some of them in English. It was a very good album, but nobody ever wanted to buy it. You know, <laughs> only some Turks didn't have enough money, and in Turkey, the record sells for nothing. Now we took her as a so-called uh, visitor with us to Jerusalem, Corinna, and uh, she was there. You know, she was blind, and and she was. We were had, we we got a very close connection. That's why we started also to continue to write and to work. Yeah, because three years later, you helped Corinna May to uh, reach Eurovision on her own. Yes, but I wish I would have won a year, a year before, because we had Corinna May, which plays second already in Germany, which one of my favorite songs, I Believe in God. And this is one of the best songs I've written. Take away my sorrow, lead me to tomorrow, let a light shine through my by Stefan Traub. What a, how they do the dog. Fun songs, uh, sometimes with the right promotion, uh, have a better chance, you know. Did, did you do more songs for Corinna? Yes, we did an album. And uh, the album, I Can Live Without Music, is a very good album, I think. This is one of my favorite albums I did. There's even some hidden hits on there, which if some producers would listen to the album, they would find two or three songs they could produce tomorrow and they would be probably very big successes. But we, as I said, as Corinna uh, turned, we became uh, in such a bad position in Tallinn. Was it Tallinn? Yes, I was in Tallinn. And then she was dead, you know, like the, the medias are very tough in Germany. Okay. I can live without music Only you keep me going along 
As I told you, I love this song, but in hindsight, I must ask, was it a great idea to end a song on a long, I would die? Well, if you say, I can't live without music, without music, can you imagine the world without music? No. You see, and that's, that was the so-called internal sense, that, well, if we would have no music, like I'm hearing now the situation everywhere we're sitting here i do music every day think about a day without music in the news in a movie anywhere and i think without music we die and sometimes the musicians are not accepted enough by the general public in the world and music is, is probably one of the essential uh, things in life it's food for your brain and food for your heart well said The year after in Latvia, you sent a redhead girl called Lou, who didn't get along well with tattoo. I forgot about this little story. The tattoo that was in Russia, you talk about the Russian girls. Yes. That was a little in between, uh, I don't media story. Nothing important. <laughs> Can you tell me about this in, in every sense of the word happy song? Happy is a relative. Happy birthday is the most easiest word where you think what is happy makes somebody feel well, you know, and happy uh, is relative. Yeah. Let's get happy and let's be friends for tomorrow never, never ends and our world will be for you Let's get happy and let's be gay All our troubles they will fade away This was not your first uh, work with uh, Lou because you had a song uh, the, some years before, Happy Birthday Party. I love that idea. I probably made the, made the mistake because we, I also had two groups in the final. One was the three tenors. Song for all our friends, a song for At this other time, I wrote Happy Birthday Party, which was uh, also happening on the Oktoberfest, you know. Lou was a singer. She sang at the Oktoberfest with her group. And one day when we all were drinking there, she came along with her red hair and said, Hello, Ralph, can I sing for you? And they were so funny and so gay and so so nice. And, and I said, Hey, why, why don't I do something crazy and um, send them in, you know? So I wrote a song. For them, for these three people, Lou and her band, and we came in, came in force. Yes, well, that's that's it. Happy birthday party! All we need is fun. A happy birthday party for you and everyone. A happy birthday party. That's where you gotta be. Hey, come on and celebrate with me. And Michelle won. She did a good job. You know. She was okay. But I had probably, I shouldn't have only done Lou and Lou against 
I think Michelle would have won always. <laughs> have you recorded more songs with Lou? I've done a wonderful album, and there is a few songs which will be also coming out again uh, in the, one of the musicals, which will hopefully come out in two or three years. And I'm still using some of those old songs, which which are really strong and which are hidden on albums, you know. And one of the favorite songs is For You, which she sings every evening. And people embrace her when she sings For You, but we never released it as single. This was the last time. Are, are you a writer and producer? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I just love your songs, uh, Ralph. I appreciate it so much. I love this interview and I, think I love people who know even about my songs, you know, and who know that I have not only just done Eurovision. And Eurovision is not everything. It's a exactly. wonderful exposition for a song you write in your studio. You have the idea and you see some and imagine you have three or four or five radio stations in Germany who play something. Or if you're on a German TV show, well, in the old days we had 20 million, now you have five or four million people. The expectation that your song, which you just wrote, is seen or heard by 300 million people around the world. That makes Eurovision so unbelievable and that for a writer to say, here, listen something, I wrote something, please listen to it, and 300 million people listen. That makes it so interesting, so enormous. And that gives me so much strength always. Before we talked about Let's Get Happy, and this was the last time you scored well to date, and it was also the last time you participated for Germany in Eurovision. That's a very delicate political question. <laughs> Can you tell me why? No. Okay. I, part <laughs> I participated yeah, uh, one more time uh, when I was lucky because the industry has shown the songs. It was, I think, uh, in, in 2014 with a wonderful singer called uh, Laura Pinsky. It's a song, it's one of my favorite songs. It's called Under the Sun, We Are One. Yes, and it was and 2016. 2016, and I think if we would have been in the final, we would have done somewhere between the first five or six. I loved it so much. Life is loving, love is living, there's a final truth. Share the dream that you don't want to lose. Oh, 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 oh. Under the sun we are one, here and there. But uh, to tell you the truth, uh, since Some people uh, in the industry or at the TV station, they can't, can't hear the name Ralph Siegel anymore. I want too often, and I was too lucky, and maybe they say, well, let's other people do it. If they do it better, okay. But I see composers have no age, like painters have no age. And uh, to tell you the truth, and I was a little bit, yeah, <laughs> how do you say it? Whatever I send, I send in every year a few songs. Every year. Still today? And every year, and they were all turned down. It's about 30 or 40 songs which I've kept uh, for me. So whenever the time is right, I send the song there or there or there or there. In Germany, everything was turned down in the last 10 years, except Under the Sun, We Are One. But we had no chance that uh, competition in Germany because the first three were just booked by uh, followers. Hold them, I'll never die, never die. Sing the songs that will never lie, never die. We're on the 
so, so no one of these songs have been released? No. no all kept them. And uh, then I sent some of them, I sent to Malta, and I sent one to, to Azerbaijan, and I sent, sent some songs to San Marino, and then we did a few things with San Marino, which is very beautiful, personally, with a great singer, Valentina, but the chance of such a small country is very, very tough. And you have reached out, even if Germany won't accept your songs, so you had reached out to countries like Switzerland, Montenegro, and San Marino. Yes, and, but we were, and I never got points from Germany. Can you imagine that? From San Marino, I got no points from Germany. We missed by two points. We could have done the final. In uh, Montenegro, I got no points from Germany. We could have reached the final. That's a sad story. So not everything is so beautiful always. Valentina Moneta have competed four times in Eurovision and every time with a song by you. Which one of them do you like best? Chrysalide. Chrysalide was my absolute favorite song for her, and I think we would have been way up there wherever in the top three. But we did a big mistake, or it was just not been meant uh, when the, the three, the so called last 15 seconds, you know. And you saw only flags and only saw flags and you didn't see anything from her. There are so many little things that you need to have, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we were missed by two points the final. And it was exactly, we were some of the favorites of the whole show. They, at those days, they were talking about, can San Marino do the Eurovision Song Contest? Because we were meant to be even the winner. And then the semifinal killed us because all the people in the semifinal didn't vote for her because they knew she was a favorite. And they were, those people who had very low positions, they didn't vote for her. And then even my own country, Germany, didn't give me no points because they could have done, they voted at that evening and they didn't also give me any points. So I was, that was my, one of my saddest Eurovision results because the song and the artist did it really good job. I think that was really good. In Sweden, we used to say no one is a prophet in his own country. And maybe that's why Germany. Germany voted at that evening and we got no points for Chrysalide and I can't understand it. <laughs> Which of your other songs has Eurovision missed out on? What do you mean? In all of this Uh, national finals you have competed in. Yes. Many good songs. Yes. If you could highlight some of them. Yes. If you could say, for example, three songs that you yes. you, that you yes. thought this yes. would be been the best. Yes. Uh, I Believe in God by Corinna May was probably the best song that did not make it in the, in the final. I believe, I believe. 
that we belong together. The second song, which we did for Chinggis Khan family, was a very, I think, a very, very, very good song. And the worst for me, or the best, was Under the Sun We Are One by, by Laura Pinsky. chance to go in the world it was even to tell you this famous dress she had was copied two years ago again we did this high full fully shined uh, by Swarovski uh, created dress and I think she would have done wonderful under the sun we are one was one of my I wrote it here right now where I'm sitting here here in America it was there was really pity under the sun we are one would be my favorite song, which I would pick from all the songs which was has missed out. Well, as as I found out that you know my repertoire so well, which is by the way also on on a so-called CD, which were all my hits of Eurovision and the also non non uh, competing final final competing song. Which one of, of those people or those songs do you like best? I thought Germany missed out on Tanzen again with Tammy Swift in of all you have already said ma- there are so many th- many good songs we have a song for our friends we are happy birthday party i believe in god as you told me can can but the best song of all is this night should never end with Petra Stein. One of those 
terrible story. It's, it's, it's similar. It's happened twice to me. I believe in God was killed by a comedian, Stefan Rabin. What did have to do to that? And this, this night should never end. Was killed by a comedian too. And this was done by by almost a so-called controversy of so-called anti-Eurovision fans. Because Cloney Hazel is a funny thing that you go for a comedian, but if it kills a song like this night should never end, but it kills your heart, you know. What, what can you do? A competition is a competition. But as I said, I was so lucky also at the same time. So I cannot complain. You have to live with wounds in our life because uh, I had a lot of good times and great times. So I have to be thankful and not complain. I can never complain. Even for some of the artists, I felt very sad for Corinna and even for Petra Fry. Some people are just not lucky. And I was lucky very much, very, uh, very often in my life. So I should not complain. I'm thankful to God that I was so lucky and had so much wonderful days and so many wonderful nights in Eurovision. Sometimes very successful, sometimes also successful with a lot of loss and money because some people forget that it takes a lot of time and a lot of money to do some things. And if you take Surprise, for example, this was the most expensive production of my life and we sold no records at all. So sometimes it looks easier than it actually in the end turns out of success. Success is, for me, surprise was a success, but the most worst money situation in my life, it costs a fortune. But I was, as I said, I'm, 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 I'm Ambition Frieden, Theater, Johnny Blue, uh, Chinggis Khan, what can I complain? I'm grateful and thankful and wish to do it one more time whenever somebody comes and says, hey, Ralph, here's a place, but do it. I want to go direct. You know, not not the so-called pre-finals are very tough sometimes. Not always very fair, but that's what life is. And life was fair to me generally. But as you said, this night should never end. Should have been in there. And Petra is a great singer. And Austria would have been a wonderful position. <laughs> I totally agree. And I will talk to Petra Frey in this she's podcast. She's a real wonderful lady and a great singer. And I really felt very bad that Alf Pocher took took the chance to put himself in a position as a comedian and took her chance to be very successful finally and uh, as i said everything is very expensive and uh, some people don't know the background including videos and traveling and I, if you remember in the old days we traveled uh, a week now the travels to sweden which we've done with my dear valentina you had 14 days there with a so-called surrounding or, a, or a, a team from 15, 20 people, which I most of the time supported and financed. So, and then you, if you're not even in the final, it's a very expensive time you spend there. And sometimes uh, warrior, you wonder why I do it again, because I've always almost invested everything myself, all the artists, all the travelings, all the productions, the different choreographers, the choirs, the productions. And if I remember, sometimes when we were in Nuremberg, I had six acts there. And finally, thank God, wind won. But it's a, it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of power. It takes a lot of engagement, you know, and you have to give everything. And sometimes you're 
just you're punished for some things you don't know why, but they happen. And as I said, I'm glad and I'm happy. And Eurovision gave me the most beautiful time of my life, except my family and my children. And I hope that the musical that we're launching now in autumn, hopefully, if those days allow it, Zeppelin, which is uh, probably the maybe uh, something which remains forever. It's a big, big musical with three hours. And I hope that people from everywhere, all the Eurovision fans, join us when the hopefully it starts in November, December this year. If we have to postpone it, then probably the beginning of next year. And I invite all the Eurovision people to meet me there. I Füssen, will come in Füssen. Füssen, that's two Ooh. hours, two hours from Munich. And but it's I think this is the best thing I've done in my life. And I show something which is not where I don't write three minutes. It's two and a half hours of music and feelings and lyrics, which I've written there. And this is something I'm doing now. And if you're wishing somebody of any country calls me tomorrow, say, write me a song. Do you still have a song? I still have some great songs in my pocket. How many unheard hits do you have sitting in your drawers, you think? This is relative because it depends always on the artist. You need a good artist. You can write as good as you can. I've always tried out some songs with different artists and every artist makes a song different. You know, the artist makes somehow the song. I mean, you write the song, you write the lyrics or you get the lyrics written by somebody. But the artist is the most important thing. You know, he has to go out there, perform. If he has a good day, then you're lucky. Sometimes you have a bad day, no, no matter why. And some the artist is somehow our transportation to the world. Choose three or four different artists to sing the song. And the song is always different, you know. The key is already diff different, you know. If you have a tenor, put it higher. If you have a baritone, you put it lower. But it, you have to just get the right feeling for something you write. But the artist still makes the song. I know you have written songs for many Eurovision artists and the legends and uh, sent into national finals. Uh, we have Cat Cat, for example, the Finnish duo. That was a very sweet approach and two very nice girls. They just celebrated, celebrated, I think, 20th birthday and they put the song uh, Pirates on the Dance Floor. That's one of those songs which may have had some funny Yes, it was sent into Finland's national final, right? Yeah, I don't think it was even in the final. I don't, I'm not sure. No, it was never in the final, but you you sent it to Finland, right? Yep. Yes. Midnight in the disco, so let's take a risco. Send it to Germany also? I think I did. I did. It was Cat Cat. I did it. And then I, I did a try the production a few years later. Yes. I, yes. Yeah. You remind me. I sent it in one time, one time to the to the NDR with an American singer and a German girl with a different version. Totally different version. Only catch your body. I'm 
songs I sent to Malta. I did uh, at least 10 songs in Malta. Yes, it's a wonderful life. Time to fall in love again. It's Don't wonderful. stop the party. The no, angels no, no, no. are tired. Hey, you are really informed. Well, this is yeah, unbelievable. Adio, ciao. And sunshine uh, in your eyes. Uh, Ralph, I hope we can speak again and soon and dive even deeper into national selections. It's a really pleasure to talk to you. You have a wonderful smile and a Good aura, and I'm, I'm so glad that you're so into my life. I really appreciate that very much. I'm just releasing a new autobiography, and if you you cannot sing uh, read German, no, no. no pity. Uh, I, one day I should try to get an English version of this my autobiography. Maybe some Eurovision fans would love it, but I never had yeah. somebody to translate it. <laughs> so uh, I enjoy very much talking to you. It's a great Sunday. <laughs> I'll send you some songs which you don't know, okay? Oh, lovely. Vielen Dank und Tschüss. Vielen Dank. Well, you're from Sweden? Yes. Yes. Well, skull. <laughs> <laughs> skull. <laughs> Take care of yourself and we keep in touch. Thank you very much. And greetings to all my friends out there in the Eurovision world, wherever it is, and especially Sweden. I had some great time in Sweden, even though I didn't win. It was always wonderful to be there. Thank you very much. Ching, 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 ching.